Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Noharo, and today we're going to take a look at Target. So let's get started. So they probably got a good price. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for Target. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. See you next time and have a good night. Target reported earnings this morning and the company is that ended the day about 3% down. Um, after hours, the company is up about half a percent, but I'm wondering if that's just the overall market up after the drop, the down day today. Um, so right now sitting at $105, um, the company is actually pretty far from its all-time high of somewhere around 130. It's about 18, 18% below its all-time highs. Um, so let's just take a quick look at performance-wise here. I'm at marketwatch.com. Performance-wise, in the past five days, Target has given us negative 5% returns. In the past month, negative 6%. In the past three months, negative 14%. Year-to-date, this company is down 17.45%. And in the past year, this company is still pretty strong, almost up 40%. So let's go straight and take a look at their earnings. Earnings here reported by Seeking Alpha. Um, Non-GAAP earnings per share beat by $0.03 of $1.69. Gap earnings per share were $1.63, which missed by $0.05. Cents. Revenue was $23.4 billion for this quarter, and this is quarter four for the company, um, and it missed by $50 million. So we see we, small, we saw a beat in non-GAAP earnings per share, but we saw that miss in revenue. And then here in this article, we can see why the company is actually down. These are the, the most important reasons here. So Tarka reported comparable sales for the year, uh, for quarter four increased by 1.5 percent um, what was expected for this company to return was 2.1 percent so that was the first the first bad news the second bad news is gross margins um did increase to 26.3 percent but it was expected to have 26.6 percent so again it missed on that and finally operating margins they were they, it improved to 5.1 percent but it was expected for them to have somewhere around 5.2 percent so they missed on gross margins, they missed on operating margins, and they missed on comparable sales. So we can see why this company took a hit right now after hours. So we're going to talk a bit about how the how how their earnings went. Um, but right now I'm just giving you the quick um, the quick main information um, so you guys can understand where this company is headed. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe, guys. Make sure to subscribe. Post on the comments and let me know what you guys think. So Target is trying to move into a new strategy. Um, so if you guys have gone to Target, Target has implemented this. They've implemented, which I think pretty well, their online e-commerce site. Their pickup where you can come pick up the uh, the items on same same day pickup. And then they also have for certain items that you order the items and they actually bring the items to your car. So those are the, the main strategies. Now they're trying to make a new strategy where it's going to allow that pickup um, pick and, and drop off to your car service be available for grocery stores and adult beverages. Um, so guests will be able to order um, their grocery items and have them delivered straight to the parking lot uh, for the car when it's ready to pick up. Um, so this is testing will begin in Minneapolis area around this spring. The second thing is Target is also focusing on smaller format concepts. They want to escape from those big superstores and they want to start right now they're growing these small these small stores um, with nearly three dozen new stores planned for this year. So next I wanted to take a look at how this company is doing in valuation. 
So earnings per share for 2021 for next year is expected to be $6.86. Um, for January 22nd, 2022, it's expected to be $7.53. So we can see, right, there is a growth expected of earnings per share for this company. So that's good news. Next, let's take a look at revenue. Revenue for 20 for next year is expected to be $80.8 billion. And for 2022, it's expected to be $83.4 billion. So we also see an increase in revenue. So we're seeing an increase in earnings per share and a small increase in revenue for the upcoming years, which is good news. Um, for the forward price to sell, this company has a very low forward price to sales ratio. So that means the revenue, it, this company sells more in revenue than actually the amount of, of stock price. But for, usually for retail companies, you see this as a very low value because they need to sell, these companies need to sell a lot of items to be able to make a lot of money because all their items usually have very low margins. So I just wanted to take a look forward PE ratio 14.49. It's actually much lower with 105, with 105 price that we're at right now. The forward PE ratio for 2022 is somewhere around 13.5. So 13.5 is pretty cheap. So I wanted to take a look at how the other companies are doing compared to this. So two of their main competitors, in my opinion, would be Walmart. So Walmart has a forward PE ratio for 2022 of 21.29. So that's a lot more expensive than Target. And for Costco, Costco has a forward PE ratio of 33.07. But one thing that we can see is, look, the revenue growth from for, for Costco seems to be a hot a lot higher percentage wise it's going to be growing by about 10 billion dollars um in the next two years so that's about five that's about five five percent and for walmart we're also seeing a huge growth in revenue so that may be one reason that this company has a lower forward pe ratio because the investors are expecting a lot more from walmart and costco um still a 13.5 uh, pe ratio in my opinion is not that bad um so let's see how this company did with earnings. All right, so now I pulled up the earnings slideshow that they gave to, to the investors. Um, so here they talk about two things. They're gonna talk about their fourth quarter and they're gonna talk about their full year of 2019. Um, so I, I went ahead and I highlighted all the, all the important information that I thought was good to take note of. So fourth quarter comparable sales, like we mentioned, grew only 1.5%, reflecting comparable digital sales growth of 20%. So that's pretty impressive that they are growing their digital sales by, by still those high values. Same day services like the order pickup that I mentioned, the drive up and ship. So this is when you drive up to the parking lot and they, and they come and deliver it to your car, account for more than 80% of Target's fourth quarter comparable digital sales. Um, so we can see a lot of people are now trying to do, are, are using these services, which I think is pretty good thing. There, it means Target is moving in the right direction. Fourth quarter gap earnings per share were $1.63, which was six, about 7% higher than last year. So we're seeing growth in earnings per share. Full year comparable sales. So now we're going to take a look at the full year. The full year comparable sales grew 3.4%. Um, and reflecting a comparable digital sales growth of 29%. 2019 marks the sixth year, um, consecutive year, in which target comparables digital sales have grown by more than 25%. Um, and that's again, pretty impressive that this company, uh, right, this in the past, this whole Amazon effect was taking place to these retails. These retails, the ones that have evolved, 
have um, are continuing to do good, and we see that with here with Target. Best Buy is another is another is another um, example of this. But look, that's pretty impressive. Their digital sales growth by grew by twenty nine percent compared this year compared to full last year, and for the past six years, it's, by, it's been growing by over twenty five percent. Um, in 2019, Target same-day services grew more than 90%, accounting for nearly three-quarters of the company's comparable digital sales growth. So again, this is again pretty pretty. This gives the company confidence that they they went with the right, right directions by doing the same-day services. Full-year operating income dollars grew 13.3% compared to the same time last year. Operating income margin rate of 6% up 50 basis points. Um, higher than last year so we're seeing an increase in operating margins and and we're seeing an increase in operating income dollars four-year gap earnings per share from continuing operations grew 15.4 percent compared to last year we're going to take a look at this company's financial sheet in the in a minute but they have two things they have continuing operations and they have discontinued operations so it's pretty much what it is continue operations are services that they still provide Discontinue operations are services that, that that include services that they don't provide anymore. So, right, not only did this company grow its online growth sales by for the six consecutive years, it has eleven consecutive quarters of positive comparable sales growth, driven by healthy performance in both their stores and digital channels. So, again, this demonstrates to them that they are going in the right directions. So now let's take a look at guidance for 2020. For the first quarter, this company expects to have a low single-digit increase in comparable sales and a mid-single-digit increase in operating income, which is part is what we saw this quarter. We saw a one point what was it, one point five, one point seven um, increase in in uh, in comparable sales, and we saw around a five percent increase in operating income. Gap earnings per share is expected to be a dollar and fifty-five cents. For the full year, Target expects to, again, a slow single-digit increase in comparable sales and a mid-single-digit increase in operating income. They expect earnings per shares to be somewhere around $6.70 to $7. And if we take a look back at how we were looking at Target, for 2021, they're expected to make around $80.8 billion and to have uh, earnings per share of $7.53. Uh, of six dollars and eighty sorry six dollars and eighty six cents which falls around the midpoint of what of what they said they're gonna make um, so again that gives confidence that's why i do like in looking at these analysis based on these estimates uh, from seeking alpha because they give a really close performance view on, on how the company is gonna re is gonna do all right so next let's take a look at the operating results total revenue of 23.4 billion dollars which grew about 1.8% compared to the same time last year. And to be honest, I can already tell this is not a company I personally would invest in. Again, that doesn't mean this is a bad investment. The main thing is I am looking for a company that has a little bit bigger growth um, in revenue-wise, right? I, I want somewhere in the, in, at least in the double digits when I'm taking a look at, at a company. Next, they also mentioned that they have increased their operating income margins rates by about, uh, this year was 5.1% compared to 4.9% last year. And the reason they're saying is they have benefits on, on optimizing costs, they have better pricing, they have promotions and assortments, and they have um, different category sales mix that usually have higher ratings, higher margin rates. So, so they're saying that the, these are the main reasons that their operating margins have increased. 
Next, their um, sales, general, and administrative expenses have increased to 19.13% of total revenue compared to 19.0% of last year. And this is mainly because they're doing a higher marketing expenses compared to last year. Again, this company has a lot of new services. They're happening. They're having new stores, so they have to increase their marketing um, to show more of, of what this company can do. And like I already mentioned, for the full year, this company's revenue was $78.1 billion, which grew by 3.7% compared to the same time last year. So right for the full year, a 3.7% increase is nice, but again, I, I want something stronger, something something heavier for, for my taste. The gross margins, just like the quarter, also increased by, by a few basis points, and they mentioned the same things, right? The optimized costing, better pricing, and better, better items that have better margins. They've also increased their sales general and administrative expenses for the full year. Um, and again, for the same reason, they are, oh, actually, no, they say for the full year, their sales general and expenses are approximately flat compared to 2018. And this is because they have, they had lower compensations. Um, they had lower incentive compensations in 2019 to offset the higher wage growth that they did increase their wages for in this year. This company for the full year of 2019 paid about $477 million on interest expense. And one thing I definitely like to look at interest expense and see how much different it was from same time last year because it's going to tell me if this company took on a lot more debt or if it has less debt. Um, so here we had pretty much have a flat flat number 477 million compared to 461 million to me these are pretty much flat number this company might have increased its debt by a bit but it, it's not anything to really to really take to really um be afraid of next let's take a look at shareholder returns the company returned a total of 940 million dollars quarter so 334 came from um dividends and then they also have about $606 million of retired um, shares that they bought at the average price of $117. So right now the price is actually much lower than what this company bought their stock at. So if they're willing to pay $117, would you be willing to pay $105? So at the end of the quarter, the company had about $100 million left on, on their uh, repurchase program and the board of directors actually uh actually authorized a new five billion dollars um to be available after this one is finished this 100 million dollars is finished then they they still have five billion dollars to repurchase shares all right so next let's take a look at this company's income statement we already talked a lot about the company's total revenue but i just wanted to take a look at some some quick items so right just to repeat, total revenue did increase by 3.7. Um, that's that's pretty pretty good. We did see an increase in, I mean, a decrease in their total shares. So their shares dropped down by 3.3%. And we saw this company was buying a lot of shares um, during during the past 12 months. Next, the one I really want to take a look at is this company's balance sheet. And if you guys watch this, watch me pretty often, you guys know this is my favorite income statement. Um, this is my favorite statement to take a look at. So cash and cash equivalents for this quarter, we're going to be taking a look at February 1st, 2020 compared to February 2nd, 2019. This company has about uh, uh, $1 billion more cash and cash equivalents compared to the same time last year. So that's good news, an increase in cash. 
inventory actually dropped down by about 500 million that's actual really good news um, in my opinion that's a good news because right it means either this company is both selling its inventory and it's being smart not to over inventory its items um, so those those are two good things overall total current assets grew by about 400 million dollars um, main reason right we saw that 1 billion increase in in cash and cash equivalents but we saw about 500 million decrease in in the inventory next we're going to take a look at this company's total asset this company's total asset grew by about 1.5 billion dollars again a big portion of that uh, about 500 million comes from total current assets the other we see comes from just different small assets here and there there's nothing really big that's actually in helping increase the overall total assets so there's not one point to really talk about just every other subsection in these assets are increasing little by little compared to the same time last year which has helped increase this company's total assets by 1.5 billion dollars um, next let's take a look at this company's liability um, current position portion of long-term debt and borrowings this company in the next 12 months only has to pay 161 million dollars of debt compared to 1 billion same time last year but these numbers are usually don't really take a look too much it just depends on when this company pay its debt paid its debt and this company probably paid it could have paid it like two days ago where when we saw it in last year it might have it might have sent the check two days after this so current um current assets are not current liabilities are not something i'm too too um, hooked on into looking at all right so the next thing i want to take a look at is the is this long-term debt and this is the one i'm really focused on right we can see this company actually did take on some new debt and this quarter this this quarter ended with 11.3 billion dollars of long-term debt compared to 10.2 billion dollars same time last year so increase is that by about 1.1 billion dollars um so the total liabilities for this company did increase by a bit um i want to say we have 500 million dollars decrease here so their total liabilities grew by about one billion dollars and their total assets grew by about 1.5 billion dollars so again um their total liabilities end up being somewhere around 30 30.8 billion dollars and their total assets end up being 42 billion dollars so we can see total shareholder investment is somewhere around 11.8 billion dollars um so that's how much it's this company has 11.8 billion dollars more of assets than liabilities next let's take a look at this company's cash flow this company has a way stronger operating activities cash flow which is the first the most important cash flow that i'd like to take a look at um, so it's about a billion dollars more um, but the main purpose we see the main reason here is it seems last year this company did take loss did take monetary loss in inventory and other assets that made this company's total cash and cash um, total cash provided by operating uh, operations um, decreased by a same amount if we actually bring these to flat levels um, last year this company actually technically had higher cash provided by operating activities than it does this year so this that's that's simply not i'm not i'm not too fan on upon again here we see this addition to the long-term debt this company increased its long-term debt by about 1.7 billion dollars but it also paid about two billion dollars this year compared to the same time last year dividends this year this company paid pretty much the same what it did last year 
um, and repurchase of stock. It still bought last year. It paid. I bought about two point one billion dollars of shares. This year, it bought one point six billion. So still a big increase. A still a huge purchase of, of stock. Um, this company is providing. So next, right? We talked about the comparables. I I, I really like these charts that they gave us here. Um, so first, we're going to talk about comparable sales. So, right? We mentioned for the full year of 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 2020, this comp of 2019, this company grew its comparable sales by 3.4%. Um, 2.7 of that came from an increase in number of transactions. So that means that more, more, more items are being sold. Um, and about 0.7 increase came from average transaction amount. So it means that items are more expensive as well. But I do like that the number of transactions is a much is a is the biggest part of this increase because it means that more items are being sold but yes they're being sold at a higher price as well um, next we're going to take a look by um, that 3.4 percent the increase by channels um, 1.4 percent came from in-store channels 1.9 percent came from the increase of digital sales uh, so and and same sale per item so that's that's pretty impressive that they're that their online sales did help increase this uh these comparable sales by huge margins next we're going to take a look at the uh, we're going to take a look at the revenue based on the comp uh, on the channels 91 percent of total revenues come from the store 8.8 percent of total revenues come from digital sales so right this company can continue to grow and that's compared to 7.1 in digital last year and 92.9 percent last year so we can see right we have an increase in revenue so it's not like we're decreasing revenue so we're increasing revenue but this company is also increasing its digital sales which i think if eventually this is going to start going higher and higher which is going to be great news for target next the final one i want to take a look at is the number of stores this company has um these are pretty much they have it by by size so it's it's the biggest, they're super stores, they're mid stores, and they're super small stores. So their big stores, their huge super stores, have not increased compared to the same time last year. They still have only 272 stores. Their middle-sized stores increased by four extra stores. So they did open up four extra middle stores. Um, right now, they're sitting at 1,505 compared to the same time last year of 1,501. The biggest stores increase come from small from small stores so last year they had 71 small stores this year they have 91 small stores an increase of about 20 about 20 20 20 stores there um so total total stores grew by about 24 24 um 24 extra stores 20 small stores and four medium stores and zero big stores um so i think that's all i have for target um let's just do a quick recap right so what are some good things about target some good things about Target, it still has an increase in revenue, right? We're seeing an increase of comparable sales and we're seeing an increase of revenue. We're seeing an increase in their margins as well. We're seeing an increase in their digital sales. We're seeing an increase in their new services, in their same day services, which are providing great feedback for the stores. This company is actually opening up new stores, which is again, good things. And they're opening up smaller stores which means they're not going to be spending as much capital to build the stores as if they were building those super mega stores. Um, what else do we see? This company has a very strong um, shareholder return compared to most companies. If we look at the forward PE ratio, this company is cheaper than Costco 
and Walmart, but it does seem like investors see that there's going to be higher revenue growth in Walmart and Costco compared to Target. So that's why we probably see that that difference between um, between forward PE ratios. Things I don't like, even though we are seeing um, increase in revenue, it is very low single digits. I, I am more into a higher digit growth companies. So I'm, I'm not too too happy about that. Also, I did before we go that um, I did like their balance sheet. This company has increased its cash, um, its cash and cash equivalents, which is good news. And it has about twelve billion dollars more assets than it has liabilities. Um, another thing I did not like this company did increase its debt by about one point one billion dollars. Um, the only good thing to say about that is right now rates are pretty low, so they probably got 